welcome to the Tizzy and Wayne Coffee Show, where we talk about art, music, and sometimes current events. So sit back, grab your favourite beverage, and let's begin. Hi, welcome to the show. Today, in conclusion of this four-part series, Tizzy's out on the field, where she's talking to Garrett K. Jones, independent author from Central California. So without further ado, take it away. When you're a professional writer, you're pretty much broke all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> until until That's you make it... That's why you see them with the second-hand store hats. <laughs> exactly. Um, or hats that they've just owned for a very long time. And they're sewing it. <laughs> yup. Um, best yeah. look ever. Best look I ever. I love it. Yeah, I, I am... Uh, yeah, I'm constantly working all the time. It is a... It's a constant process because I have to balance out what I'm going to work on which day. Um, like back in September and early October, I filmed all of my videos for October within oh. like, well, I filmed the first episode uh, for my, my third season uh, in September and I had it uploaded on Patreon for the first two weeks or for the last two weeks of September leading up to the release on YouTube in October. And so I, but I, but that first week of October, I did nothing but video production, and I had all of the rest of my October videos so you do your done. Own video production too. I do all the, I do all the video production. In fact, I can film a video in about thirty to forty-five minutes, depending on the length, um, and that includes bad takes and deleting the bad takes and being like, okay, yeah, um, and then I upload everything to my computer. I put everything in. And I can probably edit and finish a video in about three hours. Oh, wow. And on average, they come out to about anywhere between 10 and 15 minutes at, at length. Um, some are a little bit shorter. Uh, there are some outliers, but I mean, Do I can... Do you have like any awards on your books? Like, no. Um, no gold medals yet? <laughs> I actually haven't submitted for any, any awards. Oh, really? No. Um, I mean, I probably could at this point, but... I just, I haven't taken the opportunity to do so. Um, mainly because I just, a lot of those require a kind of a, mo like a, a monetary fee for registration. And yeah, again, again the finances, uh, certain things are a little bit more important. And until I am, you know, independently wealthy because YouTube finally decided to monetize at 100 subscribers, uh, or because, you know, somehow, I caught the attention of, you know, John Favreau or James Gunn. You know, that would until that happens and they start, you know, picking up my stuff to make animated series. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have to deal with what I've got. Right, right, right. So. Wow. So I won't be seeing your books on gold medals yet. No, but that's okay. Um, well, you can go to the ninety-nine cent store and put your the, own stickers. The, I could. The actually oh, the best another train. <laughs> the best thing that that can actually be done, especially by by readers, is to uh, go on to Amazon. Okay, so uh, the best thing that any any reader can do for for an independent author like myself is to go on and give it a good review on Amazon and Goodreads. Um, and don't just don't just click the stars and say okay well it was a four star or five star review actually give some reason behind it you know give uh, 
say something about the book, something that you liked, something that you thought was really neat, something like along those lines because the once we hit like 20 to 25 reviews on Amazon and Goodreads, then it starts getting featured, the books start getting featured in Amazon's uh, monthly newsletter. Oh, really? And, yeah, and so, uh, and the more hits you get, the better it does. And so, so that's almost better than a gold medal. Um, yeah, because and that's that's what helps us get vis, uh, visibility. It's what helps us get seen. Um, and uh, the more visible our books become, the more people are going to want to buy it. The more people who buy it, the more money we get. The more money we get, the better we do. Right, right, right. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, has there been anything else you've done? Besides, like, writing books? Um, like, I know you modeled for me, for my art, and you yeah. did some short films with me, and um, you wrote a letter in one of the short films. I've done a few other things, like, I mean, aside from the, aside from the YouTube channel and the podcast that I do. Some uh, that sounds more fun for you. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I'm a musician, so I do, I, I, really? I play at church on a consistent basis. Um, I play guitar, I play bass. Uh, and, and I... Do you write your own music too? I haven't written music in about 14 or 15 years, give or take. Uh, it's just I... I, I kind of lost my interest for it. So none of the poetry is going to ever have music? No, no, none of that. No um, music. But... Uh, I, the mu but me playing has been... It's been a good catharsis. The cooking is a catharsis as well, um, and then, um, but I've 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 had my experiences doing radio and and stuff like that, and so it's a lot of fun. Um, the other thing that I do, and this is more of, this is more of a work thing and less of a writing thing, but I I've gotten into recording audiobooks, and uh, I'm working on my second one right now. Um, it's I'm work I'm just doing the narration for someone else, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, I get to read a great book, and I get to record it for them. And so you're almost done with this one. And what is that book called for those who the, like audiobooks? So, well, the the first book I, I narrated is called Acid Test. Wow! What the heck is going that on? That is a jet. That is a jet. Yep. It just broke the sound barrier. No, not quite. Almost. Um, so yeah, I uh, so the first book I, I did the narration for is called Acid Test LSD versus LDS. And it's written by a, awesome. That sounds fun. It, it's actually a, fair, a very interesting book. It's written by a guy who uh, grew up in uh, the Salt Lake City area uh, in a very Mormon family, uh, and by the time he was in high school and early college, he was going through the 1980s new wave, you know, punk scene, and. So, like, if you've seen the movie uh, SLC Punk with Matthew Lillard, it's very much about that setting and that time period in, in the mid-80s. And so he was trying to decide if he really believed what he, he was raised to believe or, or what. And so you know, it talks about his experiences uh, filtered through the lens of music and the music that was popular at the time. So, there, so he makes these references. And so for me, as a kid who grew up in the 80s, I'm like, oh, I know that song. Or, ah. Oh, I know that band. Cool. Um, and so there's a lot of a lot of references. Um, he makes makes reference to 
uh, Master Yoda's most famous line, do or do not, there is no try, which for the purposes of the book, I, I was able to do a really mean uh, uh, Yoda impersonation, so it was a lot of fun. Oh, you get to change your voice? I everything. got to do that, yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, the audiobook that I'm working on right now uh, for a client, it's called Homegrown. It's about uh, a, a Washington, D.C. high school graduate uh, who uh, loses his father right before he graduates high school. And he's so despondent that he doesn't know what to do, and he, he ends up uh, converting to Islam, and uh, he acts he inadvertently gets uh, radicalized. Oh, okay. And so, uh, and it's about the people that care about him, his his girlfriend and his mom, uh, working with uh, ho uh, Homeland Security to try and get him out of the situation because it's a situation he doesn't want to be in, um, and. It's a very, it's a very interesting story. I, uh, the way I thought it was going to go was not expected, and uh, it's a much better read than I thought it was going to be. Um, and th we're in, we're still in the process of producing this audiobook. It's not out yet, but it will be out probably sometime after the new year. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm doing that, and I'm, I'm also, probably after this project is done. I'm going to be uh, starting on the audiobook for my for my first book, The Heirs of Menonias. And because I've had a lot of people ask for an audio version. I know a lot of people who do, especially when they're driving long distance. Mm -hmm. and, and for like me, I drive and drive. And it's just easier to like, whoop. Yep. Uh, and, I, and I've been on those long road trips where an audiobook is really handy. It is. It is. It keeps Sometimes, you awake. you know... I don't know if it's your guys' tone, but sometimes it's good to listen, then read the book and go. Yeah, especially <laughs> if you've had a long day and you're and you're super tired. Because uh, I have done that. Like I've read it takes a book. Like six months to read a book. <laughs> yeah, um, I I like I can honestly say I have difficulty picking up paper books now because of all the stuff that I had to do for my master's program. Because I was reading tons of tons and tons and tons of of textbooks. Uh, over the course of you know four or five months per semester, and now that I'm working on my, my teaching credential, I'm still reading books. But I don't know. I think the college kids have it easier than when we went to college. Probably. I don't know. It's because I remember my locker being full of books, and I didn't need them after that. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> after it's after that year. I'm like, hmm, yeah, what a lot. Do of, well, <laughs> when you're working on a master's degree in seminary, you kind of need the books that you kind of need them to stick around for a little while because oh, yeah. uh, they're great references. The stuff that I've got for my, my teaching credential, most of them are rentals and so I'm sending them back. Or I got them as digital copies. So like the digital copies have been great because then I don't have, I don't you spend as much. I know. See, I love it. So much easier then. <laughs> it would have been. Um, yeah, I. No back pain with the backpack. Yeah, everything's loaded on your phone. <laughs> it was so much easier, um, and it's great because then because like some of the the digital versions I was using, I actually had a, a, a an audio component to it, so I could have it read it to me as I, as I'm doing something else. Right. And so it, it's good to have that. Um. So yeah, I, I haven't kept a whole lot of the textbooks for my credential. Probably should have kept some of them, but I'm like, I don't care. Now you mentioned you're a substitute teacher. Yeah. Do you choose to do that because it, it you work and you can still write? Well, it's kind of, it's 
on, on one hand, yes. On the one hand, no. I, I'm, I'm in education because I'm able to keep my ear to the, gr the ground as far as a full-time job. Uh, and, that's what it, and that's what I need, you know, coming out of a credentialing program, is I need to have a full-time job. Um, however, uh, with, the, with the subbing, it, because a lot of it right now is just de with the online distance learning, mm -hmm. it's a lot of just data entry making sure the kids are logged on or they're sitting in their socially distanced seats and you make sure that their names are, are you know, who marked off, are. who they are, if they're present, if they're online, if they're not, uh, and then you just put it into the system. Um, and the different schools have different requirements. Like uh, we've got three high schools in just one district here and each high school uh, location has a different policy for taking attendance. Like when I go to Hanford High, they give me uh, one roster. The kids who are supposed to be on campus that week, that part of the week, are highlighted. Everyone else is supposed to be online, and then they flip it. Whoever's supposed to be on campus, and oh, wow. yeah, so so I'm I, I automatically know who's supposed to be there, who's who's supposed to be online. Really super easy. I go to Sierra Pacific. They give me three different rosters. The kids who are supposed to be in class that day. The kids who are supposed to be online. The kids who are always online. Yeah, it's it's funky. And then I go to Hanford West, which is where I was today. They give me one roster, nothing is marked down. So I've got to guess who's in the classroom and who's online. It's like, <laughs> wonderful. Are you here or you're not here? Must and, be online. <laughs> yep, and, and at this point they don't care. If the student is online, is online, which is more likely gonna be the case, cool. If they're in person, nah, okay, that's a bonus. Right. Um, I mean, yesterday I, I, I taught a class and there's literally two kids in the classroom babysitting not even that not even that <laughs> it's not even that i'm like okay what are your names cool everyone else online good all you right know what you're doing got it i was I'll literally right sitting 20 feet from them <laughs> and i'm like do you mind if i take down the mask nope okay good because there was between me and them there was like three tables the desk and a computer you're like distance plus learning. oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah there was more than six feet and i'm like I'm like, if you guys want to take down your masks, you're more than welcome to. I'm not going to enforce it. Just right. be quick about putting it back up in case someone comes in. Right. <laughs> they walk in just... Because with me, I can just be like, oh, yeah, I'm just readjusting. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the mask mandates are ridiculous. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know what else there is to say about what I do as a writer. And... Well, you're going to be an... Audio book. I can't wait for that. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, it'll be fun. I, I'm probably going to start it closer to the holidays. Uh, that way I can get it going and I can start up, uploading it and getting it done. Because it's... Will uh, it be cheaper? Um, audiobooks... No, audio, well, no. because of the way that audiobooks are done, um, it's it's the pricing gets based on the length of the audio files. Mm, okay. And based on... And, I, I have to go back in and check out what the length is of the book, but as far as the, the word count, um, the word count is roughly, it from what I've seen, it, it puts it approximation at 15 hours, which is not the longest audiobook out there. Well, you can also take time. You know? Right, right, right. But the, uh, so... But being in that quiet room, well, and it, depending on the length of the chapter, that's going to change it. Like, uh, 
the audiobook I'm working on now, the, the chapters are on average seven to eight minutes long. They're not very long at all. I think the longest chapter I've done so far is about 20 minutes. Um, and, and your kids know when you're in your room, like, or do you have a time? I, Don't bug daddy. <laughs> well, actually, what it comes down to is I actually do all the recording when nobody's home. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, the biggest thing I've had to deal with has been, like, if my neighbor has their long guy show up. That's an awesome time to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and But... Uh, so I, but what I'm in the process of doing is I'm going to, I'm actually, there's, I've got a closet in the house that I'm going to be uh, retrofitting as a kind of a studio. And I think the only sound effect that I would ever have any problems with would be maybe someone flushing the toilet because it's on the opposite side of a bathroom. Well, that's when you do, don't do it at all with <laughs> nobody there. Yeah. There, oh yeah. That would make more sense, but I can just, I can just picture it. I'm just sitting there recording, and then, <laughs> and then the vicar said, "Flush." Damn it! I gotta redo it. <laughs> oh, what kills me is uh, when, like, I, I there are times where I think the uh, the author I'm working for right now, I think he, the manuscript he sent me is an unfinished draft because there are so many like syntax errors and so many like so many proofreading things that need to be fixed. You can tell he has like six kids. No. no, you can tell that he either didn't listen to his editor or he doesn't know what he's doing himself. Um, or like I said, it could just be that this was a this was an early draft and it's not the finalized version that's going into the book because there there is a lot and so because like I'll fumble over words because there are words that sh that shouldn't be in the sentence that are there or wor words that should be in the sentence that are changed. It's like mm, that doesn't make sense. So I'm ha so I'm having to kind of uh, make an educated guess as how it should be read, and he's been okay with that, so long as the gist of the story is there. He's probably gonna scrap it and redo it. Well, he's paying me, so <laughs> so long so long as it's downloadable, I get paid. <laughs> Cause yay. Well, I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna give him a quality product either way. Well, let's wrap this up. Yep. And uh, thanks for coming. Thank you. Uh, it was great to be on the on the show. Yeah. All right. Talk to you guys later. <laughs>